Welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Joe Rutten. And you're listening to Real Presence Live this morning. Thank you for joining us and allowing us into your homes. If you've missed anything that we've been talking about today, it's been a fabulous show and it's not quite over yet, folks. You can always check us out on our app. We upload our podcast there and you can also check us out on the website. We have a lot to offer on our website. So be sure to tune in and check out what you may or may not have missed. And if you just wanted to hear us talking over and over and over, you can. They can listen to us all day, Joe. Yep. Especially you and... Uh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> so we're moving on. I'm really excited for our next guest. Debbie Sansone Shalprizi is on the line with us. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning, Heather. Hi there, Joe. How we doing? Great, great to be with you all. Well, and we've been teasing your segment all morning, and I'm sure oh. it has a lot of people raising their eyebrows like, what the heck are they going to be talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but before we get too far into that, Debbie, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, sure, sure, Heather. Um, I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I've had five children. I have four living children. I had a little one um, died many years ago, and um I'm a grandmother. I have four grandkids with two on the way, and the oldest is just barely three. Um, I've I've authored a couple of books. I've hosted um, a Catholic radio show, um, The Splendor of You, for, oh my gosh, more than a dozen years. And um, I'm I'm trying to think what else to share about myself. You know, I'm I'm the oldest of of a large ethnic family, and from the time that I was just a child, faith, church, love, was it was just a big part of my life, and that mm-hmm. has followed me throughout my life, my faith, and particularly, um, you know, love of the unborn and my work with the unborn is something that has really become a fundamental of my life. Um, now that I've gone past, maybe I'm still at the tail end of middle age, but I don't think so. I think I've crossed <laughs> over. But, um, but basically, you know, for me, my life is um, just about continuing to pray to become all God created me to be. I love life. I love people. I love an opportunity to be able to um, exchange with other women at conferences. It's a real gift. So maybe that gives you a little idea of me. Hopefully. Yeah, I think it gives us a little idea of who you are. And where are you calling us from today? Oh, from St. Louis. St. Louis is my home base. Okay. And, so. uh, yeah. Yeah, Very so cool. And fun, you're yeah. going to be joining um, the folks up in Duluth, the Diocese of Duluth, for an upcoming women's conference. And you're going to be focusing on unveiling splendor. So yeah. let's dive into splendor. It's a word that means something to you. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, it's a beautiful word. And it's a word that came to me many, many years ago. Um, when I was in my late 20s, I was speaking a lot, and in those days, I was speaking to young people, and it was all about the gift of chastity. And I remember one day I was praying, and I was asking the Blessed Mother, I was going to be addressing um, a group of high school girls, um, a group of schools all together, and I thought, well, you know, Blessed Mother, what should I call this? And that was in the 80s, and what came to me was um, the splendor of you. And at that time, Heather and Joe, it was more, it was addressed that idea that, you know, there's this splendor within young people, and particularly young women have a tendency to not recognize it. And so it was to tell young women, you know what, you're worth it. You're worth waiting for 
true love, not the counterfeit. You have splendor within you, and you don't need you don't need something from the exterior to make you who you are. So it so that then matured into where I am now, which is many many years later, and that whole idea of splendor not only is for the young, which it's so easy to see the promise there, but for all of us, splendor is basically who we are plus the promise we hold. It's, it's, um, it's basically, it's the divine DNA of who you are, Heather, who you are, Joe. It's our singular temperament, our personalities, our gifts, our capacity for love, and it's, you know, and the promise that we hold because we have the handprint of God upon us. So there, it gets down to there's no one like you, there's no one like me, there's no one like each one of our listeners right now, and there's there's no one who can be the you and me that we're created to be. So Amen. that is splendor. I hope that's it in a nutshell. De- Debbie, I was I've only a high written sc- a few books about that. But right, <laughs> I, was, I was a high school teacher at O'Gorman High School, Catholic High School in Sioux Falls for a decade, and I introduced to my course John Paul II's work, uh, Veritati's Splendor, the Splendor of Truth. Yes. Well, wait, and so, Joe, I so you and you. I are on the same page here with Splendor. It's one of my favorite of all words. <laughs> and you know what was bizarre is I remember, i got to tell you guys this because it was so cool. I remember it like it was yesterday. This Splendor of, you know, the Splendor of You came out. And within a short time thereafter, the Holy Father, you know, St. John Paul II, St. Pope John the Paul II came out with, the splendor of truth, and I thought, mm-hmm. "Oh my gosh, I must have heard right." You know, right. it was, it was one of those aha moments. Anyway, but I get yep. it. I get what you're talking about. Today. Yeah, it's it's a yeah. real beauty, and and this idea of awakening the wonder and awe of the human person that young people yes. particularly like. I've always been challenged by the by the proposal for chastity that we we give. In a way yeah. that says we have to first awaken them within, right? If mm-hmm. we're imposing something from outside on them, yes. it becomes yeah. a restriction that binds them and they don't understand or experience the freedom that comes yeah. with the splendor of the teaching yeah. that we're giving. But if you waken the splendor within, you help them to encounter the wonder and awe of their own creation, their own identity in Christ, that from that then they experience the teachings of the church and they experience the freedom that comes with that instead of experiencing it as a binding. Yes, as rules and regulations show you right. so spot right. on. That's right. beautifully, beautifully said how you just described it. So beautifully said. Well, tell me just a little bit more about when you look at, at your own particular encounter with this splendor in your work, what is it that moves you or, or what is it that motivates you in this mission? And, well, you know, I have to tell you, really, it was it was a personal situation, which which what first started out as something that, um, you know, I loved being able to connect and engage with others. I liked being able to speak, but then I think that the real truth of this is when I began to discover it more for myself, that there was more of a sense of that I was good enough. You know, that even though I was speaking and I had been blessed with some accomplishments inside of me, there was still that sense, Joe and Heather, that I wasn't good enough. Nobody would have known it on the exterior, but that was going on for me. So this this work and this mission 
really came out of me seeing my own splendor, me being realizing, wait a minute, Jesus made me to be me. I'm a good idea. You know, sort of that <laughs> sense of what St. Francis de Sales says, which is, um, and I love this by St. Francis de Sales, he says, never wish to be anyone but yourself and do that perfectly. So I would say at the base of, of this mission and this work was me being able to discover that for myself and then wanting to share that um, with whomever is willing to listen. <laughs> I love it. Well, we're talking with Debbie Sansone Shelprezi this morning, and we're looking at how women can reclaim their value and what this whole conversation means for you men who are listening. We're going to take a really quick break. We're going to come back with more with Debbie here. We're just going to be back in just a moment. Folks, Real Presence Live, we'll be back. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Dew, or Kelly Brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org. Real Presence Radio is now accepting applications for a full-time administrative assistant to the programming director. A qualified candidate should demonstrate excellent self-management and time management skills and have excellent oral and written communication skills. Tasks will include assisting in lining up daily guests for our local program, Real Presence Live, writing talking points and promotional material for program segments, and managing a programming calendar. Degree or experience in communication or business administration is preferred but not required. For more information, contact Brandon at 877-795-0122. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Joe Rutten. And we're talking today with Debbie Sansone Chalprizi, and she's talking about being one of the keynote speakers at the Duluth Women's Conference. And Joe and I are just thrilled to be talking with you this morning, Debbie. It's just been inspiring already. Right. I, I know this, that if you're in the Duluth area or uh, the tri-state region up there, you're going to want to get there for this one. Yeah. Uh, it's been great talking with you, Debbie, this morning. Your message is just fantastic as we think about how it is that women can reclaim their dignity and their image of the Father that loves them. And, uh, you know, so anyway, if you're out there listening, get registered for the conference in Duluth. Right. So we have a lot of men that listen also, Debbie. Um, What message might you have for them? We're focusing kind of on the splendor of women. What message might you have for them and how does it apply to them? My husband was the one who 
years ago first pointed out, he was sort of like, hey, Debbie, you know, this isn't just, uh, this isn't just for women. And I read an awesome gentleman who actually had written one of the forwards to one of my books, and he said he was the same, same way. A psychologist, he said, this holds, this is not a gender um, specific message. For men, for women, for all of us, I think particularly, I was about to say Joe as a man, but mm-hmm. Heather, I think particularly for men in this culture, there's almost a sense of, wow, who am I? You know, there's mixed messages from women. The, 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 the father of lies has just gotten into our culture, and it's sort of men are out there, could be floundering very easily. So the idea for men is that men particularly, and men and women, that we are called to realize our internal value and our internal worth. And regardless of where a man may be, and his business, his professional work, whether he's retired or perhaps a student or whatever, that sense of realizing that a man is good enough and that what God has given him within his nature, his internal value, his internal worth, is important and necessary to living a life that's in harmony with who God's made him to be, with who he's wired to be. So for men, the message is the same as it is for women. You know, here I am. I have truth, beauty, and goodness within me. And regardless of what I've done in my life, I think particularly men at times may have difficulty forgiving themselves. It's like, don't stay stuck. God is calling. God's provided the channel for all of us to be forgiven, the sacrament of reconciliation. As my spiritual director used to say to me, Debbie, quit looking at yourself. Confess your sins and get your eyes up to God. The evil one wants to keep rehashing and rehashing because mm. as long as I put my energy there, I can't put my energy in where God's calling me for the next place. So for men as well as women, there's that importance to realize that the essence of who we are is good and beautiful, and we possess splendor within. Amen. Does that help a little bit, I hope? Oh, absolutely. You got me all fired up, so <laughs> it doesn't always take a lot, Deb, but... Uh, I was going to say, Joe, I don't know you well, but that's clear. That's clear. You're, you're so, so quantum bleak, right Yeah, let's song. do this. Let's do this. So yeah. I'm, a fa- I'm, a, I'm a professor at Mount Marty here, and we've redesigned our curriculum, and we've done it around great questions. And so for the freshman general ed course that they take, mm-hmm. it's uh, the great question of who am I? And mm-hmm. it is this this conversation and question about what does it mean to be a human person today? And in education, mm-hmm. we've really struggled to form humans again. You know, the humanities yeah. and liberal arts have kind of been gutted. Mm-hmm. And they don't mm-hmm. see a marketplace expense. But now the market's actually telling us we need people that are formed as people now again. So there's this thing going on yeah. in education where they're, they're kind of chasing but at the heart of this is the Christian proposal, right? That that okay. the human person, yes. the human person, is a transcendent creature, right? That that we have a calling mm-hmm. that's beyond us, right? Yes. This, and yes. that, but we're we're not individuals. We're not in this alone, but we're in this together. We are born mm-hmm. into a family of people that are on journey and pilgrimage together. We have a transcendent reality about us, and yes. we can bring and live that out and present the kingdom of God right here in our midst but you know what that sounds great when you say it but it's really hard (laughs) to live out in the mundane ordinary 
daily life. What are some of the things that you have that help you to live transcendent, to be extraordinary in the ordinary? Mm. Well, I th- by the way, that's such a beautiful question. And I'm thinking right now, Lord, I need to pray about this more and more than I even ha- than I have. But I'll tell you this. There's no question in us first just realizing who we are, how we're wired to be. As you said, we're wired for relationships. You know, the father of lies wants to put on that whole bit, I call it the four D's and the two I's. You know, isolation, inadequacy. And when Mm. I think about isolation and inadequacy, when you're talking about relationships, you know, even the Trinity, I don't get it all, but it's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We need one another. So this idea of community, but also in addition, Joe, for me, that we are able, you, me, any of our listeners, we're able to reclaim our true value through prayer, you know, through the gift of stepping back, getting quiet. That's huge for me. I could talk 24-7, I, you know, and I, I'd be talking about, I mean, emptiness. So that idea of refueling, getting quiet, that I really, you know, I reclaim the true value of who I am when I go before our Lord in adoration, when I allow the divine architect of my soul who knows every nook and cranny about me, when I allow him, when I say, hey, Jesus, show up for me, please, I will I'll let you in, which is such a joke, you know, the God of the universe, but it's like, <laughs> he's a gentleman. I mean, he's a gentleman. It's like, I'll let you in, please, you know, step into this mess. But the idea of the sacraments, receiving Jesus in Holy Communion, going to confession, and I'll tell you some other practical things for me. And these are things I had to give myself permission, and it was to reclaim my true value by loving myself. You know, in Matthew, Jesus talks, what's the first commandment? He says the second is just, is just as strong, and that is to love your neighbor as what? as you love yourself. So that idea of all the pushing and the shoving we do to be gentle with ourselves, to love ourselves, um, the pushing and the pressing is not the way God wired us to be. So every day for me, it's prayer time and and Holy Mass. Debbie, this is, uh, there's the Holy Spirit's just all over the show for the for the two hours here a theme that's been running through this uh, that i've been highlighting is for me my lent has been about um, allowing lent to be a place where i encounter the love of god Mm -hmm. not the regulations the disciplines the failure how does this help me come in love and be loved more by god and i just it's it can be vague sometimes right how do we allow god to love us what does that look like what does Mm -hmm. and i know this isn't a scripted question for you right so you're not sitting there with your answer but how do you how does how does god how do we experience that love of god what does that look like well, Joe, one thing I know for me, and this has come from people much holier than me who have shared this with me in spiritual direction, that is to know that the voice of Jesus is gentle. It's not to say it's not truthful. It doesn't say when I'm off or when I'm... But it's gentle. So for me, that sense of beginning to let God love me is to begin to watch the way that I talk to myself. Mm. Look at the way that I think of others. You know, Lent's an awesome time. It's about almsgiving, charitable. How about being charitable in my thoughts mm-hmm. towards others and myself? Mm. 
my speech, so much too for me is adoration. Now, I'm just talking about me, Debbie, sitting in the presence of Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. letting him bring me, letting him share with me who I am, letting him just love me. And at first, that sitting in quiet can feel like, what am I doing? You know, what is yeah. And uh But I have found that through the years that that's a, there's an incredible blessing there, and it's not something that I that's measurable, that I can say, wow, I did this test and that test. But it is something now that I can see after years, how things have changed with me, and how I can now recognize the gifts God's given me without wanting to hide somewhere and say, no, 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 not me. It, God, it's just being present to Him in adoration, receiving Him in the Eucharist and saying, Jesus, heal my woundedness. Christopher West talks about and I love it. He says, rearrange the furniture inside. Mm. I say to him, Lord, yeah, rearrange the furniture inside. Realign me mm-hmm. to see who I am in your eyes. Actually, it works on the Lord. It's really on Him. I just yeah. try to let him, him in through the sacraments and through silence. This is and, an ancient problem, isn't it? As I think about, <laughs> yeah. you said, hide from the Lord, right? Like, isn't this <laughs> yeah. what Adam and Eve it's, did? Like, wait a minute here, maybe I'm not... Maybe I'm not on yeah. my own here. Maybe other people <laughs> yeah. have the same problem I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. isn't it true? Yeah. It's so cute. Yeah, I used to always want to, I was like, do I sound intelligent? I'm a real <laughs> emotional person. And I would think, oh, wow, I can't let the emotion side you know, show because that's going to discount who I am. All this stuff of trying to be somebody that I'm not. Mm-hmm. And it's like Jesus is saying, hey, Debbie, it was a Carmelite nun once told, you show up. Show up is who I made you to be. Yeah. If you're right. if you're if you're outgoing, be outgoing. If you're this, right. if you're that, you know. Um, but a nun, I, can I tell you one quick story, really, really quick about yep. this? We, we have sex? just about forty five seconds. Okay, this sister, <laughs> a Carmelite sister, said to me one day, "Debbie, you're a good idea." And I fumbled in, and she said, "Hey, you're a good idea. If you weren't, he would have gone on to somebody else, but he stuck with you. So believe it and act like it." So, I love it. Anyway, Debbie, it's been such a pleasure to have you on this morning. Well, God bless you. I hope we'll get to see a lot of your listeners at the conference. I know the folks behind it have prayed and fasted and sacrificed for this, and it's a it's a great gift to give ourselves to step away and let Jesus tell right. us. And that's the eighth annual Women of Faith Conference, March twenty eighth, Marshall School in Duluth, Minnesota. This year's theme is worthy. And it features nationally acclaimed motivational speaker, TV contributor, radio host, and life activist, Debbie Schloprizi. You're not going to want to miss it. Oh, thank you. All right. Thanks, Joe and Heather. God bless thank you. you, Debbie. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Well, Heather? That's definitely something. I have to go <sighs> listen to this entire show again. That was fantastic. You I can't were writing two notes hours. like crazy. I just, she's good, man. That's <laughs> that's good, good stuff, stuff right there. I'm like, that's. I need to put that one in the memory bank, right? <laughs> Called to realize my interior value and worth. Wow. I mean, that's me too, right? I, I sometimes think that a lot of people stop and we're all in this thing together. We can yeah. fake it until we make it. We can do all the social media we want, but the reality is we're all broken, right? Well, and I love how she talks about changing the message in your own head. That's where you have I, to start. 
these saboteurs. We get these voices yeah. in our head. And, and, you know, I do a little exercise with this, and there's a leadership exercise where you can take and name that voice. What is the voice in your head that sabotages you, mm. that, that speaks ill, right? That, yes. that, that kind of is the evil one present in a way that is not the love of God. I really enjoyed that she said the voice of Jesus Amen. is gentle. Amen. We pray that this Preach. Lent, you would have <laughs> an encounter with the God that loves you and Christ who speaks gently. Well, before we let you go, though, we have a preview for tomorrow's show. Outstanding. So, Eli, take it away. Hey, you didn't forget me. Thanks, Heather. No, Here's I didn't. what's coming up on our next show. It's going to be tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, hosted from our Grand Fork Studios with Fathers Leffer and Gross. Have you ever been in the midst of a discussion on faith and all of a sudden the person you're visiting with makes an unfounded claim? What do you do? That's what we'll discuss with, with Dr. Tony Flood, a professor of philosophy. And have you ever wondered why in some dioceses children receive the sacraments of reconciliation, confirmation, and first Eucharist in second and third grade? We'll dive into this topic. And Fathers Jason Leffer and James Gross will offer a brief reflection on the upcoming gospel reading for the second Sunday of Lent. All that and a whole lot more can be found on tomorrow's Real Presence Live from 9 to 11 a.m. Central right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Now back to you. All right. Thank you so much, Eli. It's been a fantastic show this morning, folks. A reminder, if you've missed any of the great guests that we've had on today, download our app. You can listen to it at any time. We have all of our podcasts on our app and on our website where you can also find details on upcoming shows. We're broadcasting live today from Mount Marty College in Yankton, South Dakota. And Joe had to run, folks. He said to say goodbye. He is a busy man. But thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Live. And we look forward to having you join us again tomorrow and the day after that. So thank you. Have a blessed rest of your day. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.